Good evening and welcome to Is It A Bicycle, Season 10, Episode 10, the original and bestest ever TV and movie podcast. My name is Stephen Wrigley and I'll be your host for this evening. Uh, beside me have a man who's at an age where his body can predict the weather. It's Mike, the McDonough. <laughs> McDonough. <laughs> <laughs> and in the red corner, it's our goodly killer, a man who hates growing a beard and putting on three stone for a role and then remembers he's not an actor. It's Mark, superhero, <laughs> Leonard. This week we'll be discussing some movies in the shape of, or a movie in the shape of Hail Caesar, and some TV in the form of Stag and Hap and Leonard. Mm. Of course, we'll have some of the usuals with the news, and some previews, and coming to Bicycle near you. Just first up, I'd like to mention uh, our new sister podcast, uh, Indie Shorts, which started this week. Um, it'll be mainly focused on indie movies and shorts, funnily enough. Mm. Yeah, not Short shorts, Mike. Mm-hmm. Short movies. No. Yeah. But some um, of them could be short. They <laughs> could be. So uh, this week we looked at um, Pass uh, by Sean O'Connor. We looked at the Oscar winning The Stutter, or not The Stutter, Stutter, mm-hmm. and um, Day 90 by Miriam Ditchfield. Um, you can catch us uh, on the Is It a Bicycle uh, website at isitabicycle.com forward slash indie shorts. Um, we're at indie underscore shorts on Twitter. And have a search on Facebook. You'll find our page there as well. So how are we doing? Empty camp tonight. It is. It's fairly thin in the ground, all right? Rocking yeah. this old school. Feels great. Yeah. Yeah. The way I look at it, of course, is now that I'm back, mm. we can let two people go. Yeah. And <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. that I do the reviewing of two men slash one man and one woman. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, I always said, like, we shouldn't have Sean and Sean on the podcast anyway. They're a fucking waste of space. So. <laughs> <laughs> now, now, Mike, can't say that when we're not here. Well, I think what we need to do, actually, is prove it by doing an epic podcast yeah. this week. So the show's <laughs> over, anyway. Yeah. I was on stage last week, Tuesday oh, yeah. through Saturday, two shows on a Saturday. And uh, anyone who's ever been on stage or been involved in something like that knows about post-show blues. It's like it's consumed your life for a month at least. Mm. And in mm-hmm. the case of this show, we've mm-hmm. been getting ready for six months. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, there's nothing. No attention. It's like the <laughs> silence is even quieter than usual. Oh. And uh, you go from being on stage every night. Mm-hmm. And we had, we had, we had, there wasn't a single seat left for our show last week. It was full out. Wow. Every night, full house. Mm. Um, was there nothing on telly like her? <laughs> <laughs> well, I think that's our job to decide on that, Mike, right? That's thin on the ground. Um, <laughs> but uh, it was so, and then Saturday night is always really sad because it's over. You know, yeah. the curtain call comes and all the rest of it. And it's just, mm. that's it. And it goes by so fast. Mm. And it was made even more poignant this year because our director, uh, Billy Patterson, of the band, the Pattersons, for those of you familiar with no way. the mm. phenomenon that was the, the Pattersons. Patterson? Wow. Uh, they were the Beatles of their geography, mm. I suppose you would say. Yeah. Um, he's been on stage for 40 years and you'd, you'd know, like... Never been like, home. <laughs> he, like, he, he talked about retiring every year that I've been in the, uh, mm. in the musical society. Every yeah. year was the whole, is Billy coming back? Is Billy coming back? But yeah. he, like, he, he actually had a speech prepared he spoke a bit like, so, like, I'd always be sad at last curtain, like, but yeah. the guy that was playing Jesus, we did Jesus Christ Superstar, for those of you not paying attention in the last six months. All right. And uh, <laughs> Jesus, Jesus came out, Kieran, an, an amazing singer, dancer, actor. Uh, Kieran Connor came out and he just kind of faced everybody and like, 
said thanks to the rest of the cast that had been with him, mm. you know. And he was crying already at this point. <laughs> then he bowed and like that was like, I kind of well up a bit at that because I was going, mm. Jesus, is going to be tight going. Like, Then Billy comes out and does his speech and when he talks about how the musical society is his family, he kind of broke a bit. And I went, oh man, I can't hold this in. Oh no, wait, did your mascara run? <laughs> Ran like fucking <laughs> everywhere. So you have to picture the scene now, right? Because I'm big anyway, right? Mm-hmm. In most groups, I'm generally at the top end of the bigness yeah. scale. Yeah. But I have a foot tall hat on my head for the role I was playing. <laughs> <Right. laughs> so I'm even bigger than usual. Yeah. So there's this, and because they brought the principals to the front to do an extra bow sort mm-hmm. of thing, I'm now standing at the front of the crowd. So you have this giant man. Mm-hmm crying in makeup but I can't disguise it and I can't rub my face because that just makes it all worse and then I'm here well at least they're fucking closing the curtain now and I was like literally standing there going just close the fucking curtain because I'm embarrassing myself enough yeah. Yeah, yeah. and then they decide we're going to do the encore again oh god yeah so anyway we got through it the depression is only starting to fade it sounds but, uh, it sounds a lot like the end of Conan when he's facing down Tulsa Doom and Tulsa Doom says, I am the wellspring from which you flow. And, uh, you know, because without, without the Jesus Christ superstar, like, who, who are you? Your that whole, is very profound, Michael. Your whole, those are exactly the questions I was pondering. Yes. Did his makeup run? Foreign, oh, no, he cut off his head and fucked it down the <laughs> into the crowd. No. But he but did think for a little minute, just a, a little minute. For a fraction of a second, the thought crossed his barbarian-like mind. <laughs> Much as a similar thought crossed my mind at four in the morning, where we were still in the bar, having finished our rap party, when I went, McGregor's fighting soon. Wow. Oh. So I said, I need to get my ass to a taxi and get home and get watching this stuff. Yeah. yeah. So I presume we've all seen it. Mm-hmm. Yes, we have. I think uh, anyone who has any interest in it, I think has seen it at this yeah. stage. Yeah, yeah. We're sure, safe. Yeah. yeah, no spoilers here, mm-hmm. I think. Yeah. Um, so, like, did you explain to the taxi driver the urgency of your yeah. need to get home at four in the morning? Well, I have <laughs> the UFC app on my phone. Oh, do you? Oh, so, so you're able to watch tells the... me what's yeah, going yeah, on. Yeah, yeah. So I got a notification that the main card had started. Right. So I gave myself a half an hour, which would be about a fight or two. Mm-hmm. Right. Before I started making arrangements, got a taxi pretty quickly, actually. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I was home in time to watch all of Home and Tate. Nice. Mm-hmm. And the main event. Brilliant. And I've since caught up on the rest of the main card. I haven't seen the early prelims or prelims yet, but I have seen the uh, all the main card. The early prelims are definitely worth a watch because um, it's uh, Eric Silva versus... Um, oh, God, Jim Miller. Sorry. Oh, yeah. mayhem? Yeah, I know. This is crazy. Like uh, on, on the early prelims. I, I reckon it's just no, trying they're to doing get people that in on purpose. So yeah, they're trying to, to sell to yeah. the early prelims as an event for yeah. free if you're a Fight Pass subscriber. Yeah. Ah. So it's a value add for Fight Pass. Yeah. So, um, Jeez, I hope I have that right now. Was it Eric right. No, there's been a lot of talk in this podcast by people other than me about the shoddy boxing of people in MMA. <laughs> right. So, Mike, I would like to hear your review of the fight on Saturday night. My review of the fight is very McGregor simple. McGregor versus Diaz. McGregor basically didn't take him seriously. He spent the whole fight, the whole two rounds, with his hands down John L. O'Sullivan style around his fucking waist because he figured that Diaz wasn't fast enough to catch him. And lo and behold, after 10 minutes of trying, he did catch him. <laughs> and it, it reminded me an awful lot of the Anderson Silva fight when uh, he totally disrespected, what was, what was your man's name, the wrestler dude? And he, ba- he was basically sticking his chin out almost daily. DJ Dillashaw. Dillashaw, that was the one. And eventually Dillashaw fucking caught him. <laughs> and he was like, oh, Jesus Christ. 
And to, to hey, my hey, eyes... Anderson Silva. Is that who you said? It was Anderson Silva, wasn't it? Yeah, he didn't find TJ Dalishaw though. He got knocked out oh. for him. No, he... Sorry, no. What am I thinking? Who am I thinking of? Uh, dude, he broke his leg on. <laughs> that was the that was the rematch because he got knocked. Yeah, oh, yeah. Did a show is too yeah. small, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who, who's the guy? Um, uh, sorry, just first correction because I got a name wrong. It wasn't Eric Silva. It was uh, uh, Sanchez. You know, fucking Diego. Diego. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Jim Miller. Sorry, not Eric Silva. Mm-hmm. Um, Anderson. Uh, oh, Jesus, what's his name? Sure, he went See, down. if you he look that down. up, a mic can keep going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go on. yeah, yeah. So it, to my mind, it was a classic not taking your opponent seriously. Like he just, he thought, he assumed that he was so much better than Diaz that he could just fuck around like an Egypt. Mm. Um, you know, the, he was know, he fucking around though, Mike? Do you know when you try and hit someone as hard as you can? Is that considered fucking around now? Yes, it is because he knows better than to keep his hands on his fucking hips. No, but he, he fights like that. He Conor McGregor keeps his hands out wide like that, and he's always taunting at guys because he counters better than he attacks. Well, but, he used to. He's actually he, improved now. But you see, he's doing that because he feels he can get away with it, and it makes a better show. He knows in his or heart. he's doing it because that's the way he fights. I think that's the way he fights, though, Mike. I don't think he was showboating. He, when he was back boxing as a young lad, there was no fucking way he was <laughs> he was doing it like that. Well, that's because. Yeah, but do you not think he, he's got more to think about in this? Not really, no. Well, he's got fucking legs. But you can't fight um, in a boxing stance, like. Uh, yeah. You can't, you can't fight in a boxing stance, seconds, but like, the, the, yeah. the basics of keeping your balance, like every left that he threw, he was almost going through the cage, like, and he knows yeah, better than that. because the range was a problem. It was. I think, actually, the the switch of the fight, like he was preparing for Dos Anjos, who is, yeah. what, five foot eight? Yeah. And all of a sudden, with 10 or 11 days, he has to get used to a guy that is uh, what, six foot is Nate Diaz um, so all his sparring partners would have been shorter guys so I think the range definitely would would have been a problem for him. The range looked like the biggest problem to me and I was watching the first round which McGregor won mm-hmm. which isn't unusual for a Diaz fight because he starts so slow Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. but uh, all I was thinking watching that I was going, I said if he has to keep diving to try mm-hmm. and land yeah. he's in real trouble like yeah. um but uh, you could see he was wrecked yeah. at the start of round two. Yeah. But know, I, fairly early onto it, uh, yeah. she said, oh my God, look at me slowing down. Yeah. I have a, really I have a slight down. issue now with reviewing this fight because I read a really, I've started to read uh, Jack Sachs' reviews. Okay, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. And he is probably the smartest guy in MMA punditry yeah. that I've come across. And he did a microscopic review of the Diaz-McGregor fight. And everything he said, he backs up with tiny clips from the fight. So you can actually show you, this is yeah. what I mean. Yeah. He, he, was, he was on uh, Joe Rogan podcast, actually. Right. Yeah, yeah. So He's brilliant. Now, yeah. now my own opinion has been dissolved behind what I read from this <laughs> right. guy. Okay. So I'm, I don't want to just repeat what he said. Yeah. Um, but I'm trying to remember what I actually thought of at the time when mm-hmm. I was watching it. So I immediately thought that was a problem. Mm-hmm. And when you are diving at guys... Um, it's going to be an issue. I mm. thought, I thought in the first round, neither mm. of them fought that smart. Mm-hmm. Um, there was I was I was speaking to a friend of mine when I was during show week. Actually, we were breaking down this fight, just the mm. two of us, and he kept saying to me, "He said Diaz is just going to take him down because he's got the ground to beat him," and mm. I kept saying, "Diaz is an idiot. He's not going to do that." <laughs> yeah. Um, but, and then he was he mentioned 
what everyone's kind of aware mm-hmm. of is that Diaz leaves his front leg stuck out with weight on it. Mm-hmm. And I, he was saying, like, McGregor should chop that down. I agreed with him, but I didn't think he was going to either. So I think mm-hmm. they were both stupid. Mm-hmm. Like, he, he could have been just hacking at that leg, mm-hmm. hacking, 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 mm-hmm. not worrying about the head and taking him on the body. Anytime he went to the body, he actually did pretty well. Mm-hmm. But he, he, he wasn't happy with it. He wanted to headhunt. He couldn't understand why Diaz wasn't falling down. Yeah, but he had also, uh, what, what was was it Conan O'Brien or one of those yeah, yeah. shows? Yeah. He, he had said, set himself up, I'm going to do this spinning capoeira kick yeah, or whatever yeah. to finish him. Capoeira, Mike. Sorry. Capoeira. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and like... It's it's as if he thought Nate Diaz mightn't have seen that and mightn't have prepared to deal with that. And he he tried that kick for like five or six times and mm. yeah. didn't land yeah, He it mentioned once. that himself, actually. Yeah. That his, mm-hmm. his range was all wrong. He mentioned that to mm-hmm. Ariel, I think, in mm-hmm. his post-fight interview. Mm-hmm. But I was watching that as well. And I was mm-hmm. saying, oh, man, he has to get the range right. Mm-hmm. And then he threw, because Diaz stands slightly sideways on. Mm-hmm. And he, he's... um. Because of the weight in the front leg and all the rest mm-hmm. of it, spinning kicks into him. Mm-hmm. You've got a good, you know, he's, a, he's a lefty as well, so mm-hmm. the liver is a bit exposed. Yeah. The good back kick like that can do real damage, like. Mm-hmm. And he actually, McGregor landed one of those. Mm-hmm. And when he landed, I went, oh yeah, he's figured out the fucking kicking range. Yeah. And the next thing he did was miss with a wheel kick. Yeah. <laughs> now that for fuck's sake. <laughs> another, another thing, actually, uh, just on the whole not taking your guy seriously thing. He was landing shots like he, he busted up Nate's face pretty badly. Mm. Um, but he'd throw one or maybe two shots and then he'd kind of stand back and sort of admire his handiwork. He wasn't pressing the do advantage. You, do you, you not know? think that there are styles, like fighters have styles? It's not all calculated. Like, No, he was showboating. There's fucking, there's, there's $10 no, yeah. million dollars on the line. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, you've got to be calculating. on the line. He's getting paid anyway. Yeah, <laughs> yeah no, he, he didn't get paid anyway. Another you're point think, I want to make there. You're, but, uh, you're thinking of Chris Wise, Wiseman. Is that the guy? Chris Wiseman, yeah. With yeah. the silver oh, yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. So yeah. the one thing I wanted to mention is, mm-hmm. you know the way they're talking about jumping up two weight categories? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He didn't jump up two weight categories. Well, he went up one for Anios, Dos Anios, and then mm-hmm. another for Diaz. Dos Elbos. No. Mm-hmm. He rang Diaz, and the conversation yeah. went like this. Nate, you bleeding Egypt. Yeah. <laughs> well, wait here. And he goes, I'm 170. He said, sound. I'll meet you there. Right. <laughs> That's what happened. Like, there was a, a lot of tuning and throwing. Yeah. He was supposed to be competing at. Yeah. Um, so probably not the wisest move. But on the other hand, Diaz only had like 11 days to prepare. So you've you got to balance the two out, you know. Well, I think that was probably a lot to do with it. Like, mm-hmm. But see, he was Diaz prepping isn't for a, a big cutter. Like. Mm. He's prepping for a triathlon anyway. Yeah. So he's fit as feck. Yeah, yeah. As so the they do the Diaz yeah. brothers do triathlons and just Iron for the crack, Man, just for the crack. Yeah, yeah. 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 Um, no, the whole two way category jump thing mm-hmm. was pre publicity in case McGregor lost. I think mm-hmm. yeah. they could have done that at Dos Anjos's way category yeah. at one fifty five because yeah. that's where mm-hmm. Diaz fights. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They could have. Like you talk yeah. to other fighters, like they'll make the weight in two weeks. Why yeah. the fuck wouldn't you? Yeah. yeah. But they said, no, no, there we are. Sure, Amitai walking around at 168. Mm-hmm. No, it gave Diaz a weight advantage, mm-hmm. for sure, because he probably did cut yeah. a little bit and he was bigger, whereas McGregor walked into the ring, I would say, at the 168 he weighed in at. Yeah. Probably lighter, yeah. if anything. But, uh, but um, I was just going to say, it's a fantastic result for the UFC. Cause oh, they, yeah. Like, this this was a nothing fight, you so, know, just to fill in the blanks. So was the co-main event, though. 
Yeah. Holly Holm and, and Misha Tate. Yeah. I mean, what? Yeah. A, it's just, it's, it's. Now uh, you've got rematches. Well, now you've got rematches all over yeah. the place. Will Nate get a, 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 yeah. a, a, hit, a shot at the title next? Uh-huh. You know? Yeah. Of course he should. He should. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. But then who's he going to have whose title? Like, mm. you know? Yeah. <laughs> Is it. Dos Elbows, yeah. or is he going to hang on for uh, Connor <laughs> yeah. for UFC 200, I mean, or was, is that off now? Or uh, was was you who was telling me Nate's last fight was 20 grand, and then he got a million for this? Something like that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah sure. Connor yeah, asked yeah. him in the press <laughs> conference, "How does it feel to be a millionaire?" Yeah, yeah. And it kind of, it kind of, Nate kind of went, "Yeah, that feels kind of good." Yeah, because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's in the middle of it telling him, yeah. "Fuck you, man. Yeah. Fuck you." Went, yeah, okay, that's kind of cool. Right? Thanks. Yeah. Yeah. Um, um, so all Nate has to do is. One more fight, and he's you know he's laughing. Well, yeah, yeah. He, he can just yeah. he can yeah. stock up on weed now. Yeah, he probably has <laughs> enough weed to last him into retirement. Um, Holly Holm yeah. and Misha Tate, yeah, I thought was the fight of the night for me. Mm, that, that was, was a great, great fight. It was a great, fight. really mm. good fight yeah. to watch. Mm-hmm. Really, yeah. um, really strategic, really interesting, mm-hmm. and fair play, Misha Tate. Holly Holm mm-hmm. made an almost a mistake. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she made one almost mistake, mm-hmm. and Tate was on her. Yeah, yeah. Which sets up a love triangle. Uh, it does. Yeah. Mm. So, trying to explain this to lay people, Ronda Rousey can't beat Holly Holm. Mm. She's beaten Misha Tate a lot, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So now in UFC 200, Ronda Rousey can get her title back. Mm-hmm. And then at 201 or 2, she can lose it again. Yay! So, what we have here is Ronda's amazing on the ground. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Misha's very, very good on the ground, mm-hmm. but Ronda beats her on the ground. That's right. But home beats Ronda on the feet. That's right. But Misha beat, well, mm. she leveled with her on the feet and then beat her on the ground. Yeah. Rock, paper, scissors we've That's got right. going on here. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. You, you, no. just, you just know that Dana White is going to put the three of them in the ring together. <laughs> 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 no, Holly Holm was very close to beating Tate. Yeah. She was really close yeah, yeah. to it. And yeah, like, yeah. She had a, there was opportunity there all right. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Like, um, yeah. if it went the distance, I probably would have favoured home. Like, I think the decision would have gone to home. Mm-hmm. Um, so Quite likely, Tate, yeah. Tate was lucky in a way. Like, I don't think it was luck. I think it was pure skill mm. that allowed her to capitalise on the mistake and not give up. Like, that's mm. not luck. That's being being ready, keeping yeah. calm and yeah. then taking opportunity was there. Mm-hmm. You have to be good for that. Mm-hmm. But sure. on another token... She needed a mistake from her opponent, mm. like yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, but she had obviously prepared very well. Like she knew, like that home had the range, so she couldn't be trading shots with her. So she stayed outside, stayed outside until, th- as you say, the semi mistake, and then she took her chance. Yeah, and um, she can do that because yeah. she's not dependent on an art like judo. Yeah, she so, has wrestling, which allows mm-hmm. you to attack the legs. Mm-hmm. So, what do you think uh, a home Ronda rematch? With the winner going for the belt, I don't think they'll do that. They'll put they'll put Ronda versus Tate in UFC 200. You think so? Yeah, that's the draw. Probably makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, because Ronda yeah. could win that, and then you've got Ronda back at the peak again, yeah. and mm-hmm. she can then get beaten by home. Mm-hmm. I don't think Ronda will ever beat home. Mm. I think the skills she spent yeah. all of her life accumulating are the wrong ones for fighting someone with the movement and striking capability of, yeah, yeah. of home. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Although, if she, she was a bit smarter about it and used Misha's strategy of, like, stay away from her fucking no, fists, no, <laughs> she might no, have some No, no, it's no. <laughs> so many people said that about the, uh, the Rousey home fight originally. Mm, it wound yeah. me the fuck up. Yeah. Like, Ronda wasn't stupid. She didn't go out there and go, I'm the champ. 
she can't hurt me. I'm just going to keep running at her till I grab her. When I grab her, she's dead. <laughs> That's not the way she thought. Yeah. Like she said, I'm going to close the distance. Oh. I'm going to try and get into clinch. Then I'm going to use my judo to take her down. And when she's mm. down, I've got her. That was her plan. And then she just went, oh, I can't close the distance. Fuck, there has to be a way. I have to keep trying. She kept trying different things that didn't work. Home kept punching her. No, 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 no. Home did not punch her. Rhonda was blocking the punches with her face. Or that. (laughs) That's what happened. But uh, it wasn't a deficiency. Well, it is a deficiency in Rhonda's part, Mm. but it was largely due to uh, Holly's movement, her lateral movement. That yeah. stopped Rhonda from yeah. getting anywhere, yeah. but she, she uh, Tate is marginally better at that though, and she's mm-hmm. she's attacking to take her down in a different way than Rhonda is. Rhonda's walking in upright, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. She's not really shooting, or at least she's not as good at shooting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyway. Okay. Yeah, it was good. <laughs> Great show. Yeah, yeah. And oh yeah, McGregor will be back. We should probably mention that I don't oh, think yeah. it's done any damage to the brand. I think oh, no, McGregor no, I is think just so. as marketable as he ever was. So you know what? I, 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 I think uh, I think it's actually mm-hmm. it's it. The way he handled it, it's uh, done his brand a lot of good mm-hmm. because uh, he was able to say, "Yeah, I made mistakes." Mm-hmm. He was quite humble about it. Yeah, you know, he, I know. He, and he, he didn't piss off out of the ring. Yeah, Alarosi. Yeah, yeah. He stood there and he, he had stood the there chat. And he went with, over uh, and yeah, well yeah, done, lads. Yeah, you yeah. know, you know, congrats, hugging each other. Mm-hmm. You know, which is gas after, yeah. you yeah. know cutting each other up for so yeah, often yeah, yeah, beforehand yeah, yeah. but yeah. no I, I think it was uh, gracious let's mm-hmm. say now, um, I know there's loads of people dying to see this but uh-huh. I think he might have turned a few of his haters into likers after I think so happened, yeah you know yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but he has so many options now like there's the rematch yeah. with Nate there's the Dos Anjos fight on the on the on the on ice um, what's his name Aldo yeah, called him out again. Story about Aldo. Yeah. <laughs> Five God, minutes after, but look, God damn, he better win the next one. Yeah, you know, I f- I follow Aldo on Facebook, mm-hmm. and Aldo, as probably everyone in the world has seen, posted. Mm-hmm. Does he post uh, on in Sunday? The your Cinderella story is over, McGregor. Mm-hmm. Nowhere to hide now, pussy. I'll uh-huh. fight you, UFC two hundred. Yeah. So I immediately replied, cowardly, classless prick. <laughs> <laughs> because he was offered that fight. Yeah, he say, bitched yeah. out of that fight, yeah, didn't yeah. he? He was offered that fight yeah. and he said, oh, I don't have a training camp. Mm-hmm. Like, no, Chael Sonnen has fucking two podcasts giving out about him now. <laughs> what? I said, either did Nate Diaz. Diaz showed up. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Aldo didn't. Yeah. But so this is it. Like, yeah. he said that he could beat Connor anywhere, anytime. Mm-hmm. And then he said, well, actually, no, anywhere, anytime. Except if I have now. a full training camp, yeah, you know. Yeah. <laughs> and if I get a wee, like a wee ouchie on my ribs at yeah. the end of that training camp, I'll need another one. Yeah, yeah. But he's, I, th- I think, and he has pushed Connor's buttons, though. Connor's talking about fighting Aldo next. Oh, really? Yeah, which is a pity because I don't think Aldo deserves it. Like, I would like to see, um, Yeah. what's his name? Wrestler guy? Frankie Ag- Edgar. Frankie Edgar. You're welcome. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Jesus. You know what Mike I just gave a- us? The answer. Yeah. <laughs> just drew a complete blank. Yeah. Frankie, the answer, Edgar. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, speaking of sinking ships. So I watched Titanic for the first time. <laughs> what? Did you? Wow. I've never seen it before. It's 20 years ago. So there <sighs> are people sitting at home who've never seen the... Uh, Is It a Bicycle Studio? But there's been a poster for the Titanic <laughs> that Mike saved... <laughs> from when he was around <laughs> yeah, watching people boarding the original Titanic <laughs> and uh, so I've never watched this film mm. and like I know all of the mm. key moments in it because they've been t- they're part yeah, of pop, pop culture, culture yeah, but yeah. I'd never actually watched it end to end and um, I found myself home alone with uh-huh. 
nothing really better to do. Mm. And uh, I wasn't on the podcast for the week because I was getting ready. Mm. Um, I had done as much singing practice as a boy can do. <laughs> Would you care to share that with the class, Michael? <laughs> yeah. I just told Mike. Steve I'll give I'll give you ten to one that he cried. <laughs> <laughs> I shed a couple of tears. Yeah. <laughs> Look, everyone knows I wear my emotions on my sleeve. But you know what? It's not a bad film. It's not a bad film. Hmm. I think hmm. it is. Um, it stands the test of time quite well. So like I'm not really any good for watching stuff that that hasn't done that, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. Um. Because there's lots of classics mm-hmm. that I never go back to just because. Yeah. They don't hold up, yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. But I think this does. I think this you can quite easily watch this the same as any rom com of of the modern era. It's not a rom com. I correct myself basically. <laughs> but uh, it's um, a horror comedy. <laughs> well, it's it's a dramatization <laughs> yeah, of real yeah. events, you know. Right. But it, it's it's um it's mm. good. It's yeah. really interesting. It's good. Mm. Yeah. I thought that they characterized the tragedy that was the Titanic. It's often mm. forgotten very well. Mm. Um, they threw in a love story for all of us girls. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was good. They kept Celine Dion to the background as long as they could. Mm. Yeah. So I liked it. Should have got the Oscar. Yeah. Yeah. Do you think it would have been a little bit better if there was aliens in it? <laughs> or a dragon or two. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah a big fucking kraken coming up out yeah, of yeah. Yeah. No. To take the survivors. <laughs> um, so, Flight 462. Yeah. So, this is a web series building some steam for the return of Fear of the Walking Dead. Oh. It is, they're about a minute long each episode. And it's released on AMC's website, although I had to pick them up on YouTube because I'm not lucky enough to be in a region that AMC considers worthy of seeing their content. Mm. So uh, you get it watched. You can get it watched in 10 minutes. I think there's 10 episodes out now. I've seen the first eight. It starts off with a plane in the air. Mm. And it's obviously the backdrop of things are happening around the world that, you know, if you're aware of what zombies are, you might be suspicious. Mm. And lo and behold, there's a person on the flight who's quite uh, sick. I, I, that's, you know, they, they didn't cop on after the first 461 flights. <laughs> <laughs> there's a World War I, I generals in charge. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's basically, it's a zombie outbreak on a plane, which mm. is not a really good place to have a zombie oh. outbreak. Oh. Zombies on a plane. Are there any snakes? None. <laughs> Kill if we plane. could train the snakes to fight the zombies, then the mm. plane would be safe. Yes. So zombies on a plane, yeah. But it certainly got me in the mood for watching more Walking Dead, which is exactly what I did then. I went and I watched the rest of the Walking Dead that's been out. So I'm up to date on that as well. And it is it is still a bit different from other seasons. Is it good? They're they're almost trying to not make it as much of a spirit killer. Mm -hmm. You know the way an episode of The Walking Dead would depress you for the week? Yeah. And then you watch another episode on the Sunday to top up again. Mm. Well, these ones aren't quite as bad. Not quite as bad as, as far as I can venture. Um, so I think, it's a, I think it's a really good season though. Mm-hmm. And the premise they've set is a lot more Jack Bauer than usual. And that's my one issue with it. Mm-hmm. Like you used to have to wait uh, weeks for something to happen in The Walking Dead. Yeah, mm-hmm. It was mainly just pictures of people suffering. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But there's stuff happening every week now, and they're um, 
they've set up a premise that means there's going to be action right through the end of the season, I would say. So it's good. Oh, all right. Cool. Yeah, it's good. Also still good, DC's Legends of Tomorrow. Oh, really? Yeah. And is it, as we said it would be, is a, uh, you know, it's a individual character each week gets the main headline? Yeah, well, I like, I like this Katie Lotts. Right. Mm. Yes. Uh, but they are, they're focusing on different characters, different times, they're fleshing out everyone's story, we're getting to know them better. Um, Dominic Purcell is the big guy with the flame gun, I think he's, he was featured recently, he's becoming a good character, whereas he was completely one-dimensional when the pilot that we saw. Yeah, he was a bit of a meathead, yeah. Wentworth Miller is still stealing the show, in my opinion, him Mm -hmm. and Katie Lotz Mm -hmm. should get married. Hmm. Okay, so you still recommend it? Yeah, I do, I do. Mm. I think Flash first, then DC's Legends of Tomorrow, and then watch Arrow if you have to. <laughs> That's how bad Arrow's gotten, actually. Tell me, uh, did you watch Agent uh, Carter? No. No, uh, why not? It's rubbish. Uh, what's the difference? It's not relevant to the current um, superhero universe. Okay, she doesn't have powers. Okay, I see. <clears throat> like Agent, I watch Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., although that's pretty mm. poor as well. Mm, okay. Like I watch Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., Daredevil, Jessica Jones But Agent Carter is a different thing because it's in a different time mm. It doesn't affect any of the rest of them okay. Like I have to keep watching Arrow now because it'll affect the events in the other shows mm. Yeah. Whereas Agent Carter so, okay, you're not he, a, okay. he keeps having to wiki the history and Yeah <laughs> <laughs> World <laughs> War what now? <laughs> Finally got to see Grabbers Oh did you? Yeah, yeah. We talked about this last season as yeah, well yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw load, this last season It was such a load of shite Isn't it? It's a, hilarious though Hilarious oh, yeah, yeah. It's definitely in the so bad is good oh, category yeah, yeah for yeah, sure yeah. It's a, a complete B movie really Oh yeah, you know, yeah. totally Yeah um, it's actually worse than I anticipated. Tell us. For Sorry. Those oh, yeah. This is, this is the yeah. thing. It's on a remote island in Ireland. <laughs> and uh, some nasty, uh, what do you call it? Octopus killer. Alien, alien killers octopus suck things. things. Yeah, 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 <laughs> He's yeah. killing people on the island. Mm-hmm. And uh, they discover by accident that the only way to defeat it is to be drunk. Yeah. Uh, alcohol apparently kills yeah. <laughs> kills these things, um, so they all go off and get absolutely shit faced. Yeah, they have a lock in. They have a lock in yeah. to for the whole island to protect them from <laughs> from the, the threat from this alien cephalopod or whatever the fuck it is. <laughs> um, yeah, and it's exactly what you would expect if you got. 30 paddies in a room with free drink. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. It was hilarious. Yeah, it was... Uh, one, there, was a, there was a few familiar faces in it. Uh, one of the girls from The Commitments. Showed oh, yeah. Up. I haven't seen her for a long, long time. Yeah. Uh, one of the backing singers, not the good-looking one. Oh. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> oh, Mike. Oh, Mike. <laughs> Shallow much? <laughs> That's what I'm here for. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm trying to think. What's her name again? Uh, she was Garda Lisa, wasn't she? No, Garda, no, no, no. Garda she Garda was, she was in the front row of the church. Oh, Brona Gallagher. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's right, yeah. Yeah, she was, yeah. Um, yeah, Garda Lisa was uh, Ruth Bradley, actually. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, th- I thought it was funny. Yeah, it's well, it's shown on the horror channel. <laughs> Worth the look, yeah. All oh, right, okay, yeah, yeah. It should be on the comedy channel, actually. Yeah. Um, okay. So, can we go to the first of our TV? Then? Okay, Steve. Oh, if you must, okay, if okay. you must. 
Um, first of our TV is uh, Stag, which has been shown on BBC Two. It's a three-parter. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a sort of a dark whodunit comic thriller. Mm. Yeah. Horror-omedy? Kind yeah. Of? Yeah. Okay. Um, it's written and created by Jim Field Smith and George Kay. Um, Jim Field Smith uh, is, of course, the man who uh, brought us The Wrong Mans. Do you remember that? Yeah. With uh, James Corden. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and who else is in it that is of note? Uh, James Cosmo. Mm-hmm. He was the leader of the Crows in Game of Thrones. Do you remember, okay. Do you remember yeah. him? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the, he played, uh, what, a gameskeeper. Yeah, he, he didn't say much, and he's very gruff when he had a big shotgun. He's also Braveheart's father-in-law. Yes, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so it's about uh, a group of absolute obnoxious tossers, tossers who <laughs> go on a stag weekend, mm-hmm. and uh, the bride's brother mm-hmm. um, is sent along by the bride yeah. uh, to replace one Spy of the, in the ranks. Yeah, yeah, to, <laughs> to, to look after mm-hmm. um, the groom. Um, so it goes from there. Mm-hmm. Um, the he's he's I guess the the outcast, not the outcast. He's the spare wheel. Yeah, sort of like yeah. did he have to come along? You yeah, because he doesn't know anybody else. Does he doesn't he? know any of them, yeah. and uh, he doesn't know the the relationships between the lads or the history or mm-hmm. their kind of humor or what they're into. He's just mm-hmm. he's a completely different social network, I'd imagine. Yeah. Um, like he turns up in a in a in a tux, mm-hmm. uh, thinking that it's a, a black tie event. <laughs> um, and he's uh, dropped off at this crossroads in the middle mm-hmm. of the Highlands and he was told that he'd be picked up, but he's left there yeah. in the lashing rain yeah. for hours and hours until yeah. someone just happens to pass in, yeah. in, in, in Land Rover so um, yeah so so then he's playing catch up mm-hmm. pretty much for the rest of this episode more or less yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. what did you think um, I did like this mm. um, I like the setup um, yeah. of you know the outsiders you know coming into this small village in the middle of fucking nowhere and it's uh, it's immediately obvious that the locals don't care much. Oh God! Yeah, yeah. A bunch of assholes. Yeah, yeah. They, in fairness, they don't make too much of an effort to fit in, do they? No, no. Um, so, yeah, I mean, th- this is a classic setup. It's, it's been done over and over, where you have these outsiders in a community, and yeah. then what can possibly go wrong? You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it, it's, I so, like the the mood of it. You know, they hmm. they've. You know, even in the first the the first scene, it's kind of semi comic because your man he's he's sitting there in his tux, yeah, and uh, and he's like, "What the fuck am I doing here?" or Whatever, yeah. and then the the dreadful music comes in, so yeah. it's it's completely changed it, just with the music from this is a comedy. Oh, oh, this might be serious. Something bad might happen yeah, to yeah. this guy. You yeah, know, yeah. so I, I like the way they kind of. Mm. Mess with your expectations a little bit there. Yeah, well, it's no spoiler in the trailer. Mm-hmm. It, it uh, you know, we're told that um, you know they they go off. They're there to go stag hunting, mm-hmm. and the gameskeeper is the guy who'll be leading them. Right. Um, but they sort of get separated and left alone with mm-hmm. no firearms. But they yeah. start being picked off mm-hmm. one by one. Yeah, and they don't know uh, by whom. Mm-hmm. Or what? Yeah. Or where? Yeah. And when? <laughs> so that's that kind of yeah. that that leads to some quite funny mm-hmm. moments actually. I have to yeah. Say. Yeah. Because yeah. they they expect everything to be a trap. 
Yeah. You know, so, yeah. Uh, but like, it harkens back to classic movies like uh, uh, Squeal Like a Pig and, yeah. and uh, Southern Comfort, all these kind of things. Yeah, they reference you know? a few of them as well, yeah. actually. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, I mean, if you like that, you're, you're going to enjoy this kind of thing. Yeah. 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 Um, will you watch more? I will. Yeah. Yeah. See, uh, when I... W- when I was reading about this before I watched it, mm-hmm. and I wish I hadn't. Okay, yeah. I, I came into this totally blind. Cold. Yeah, Did you? Yeah, 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 nice. Yeah. Um, and the thing that uh, I was, I, I wanted some. I, I thought I was going to be watching something like The Wrong Man. Okay. So immediately I was going, okay, mm-hmm. this is going to be a laugh. Yeah. And I was like, okay. Uh, yeah. You had your laughing pants on, did you? Yeah, yeah. And, uh, <laughs> and the, the, there's not so many laughs in this. No. No. Not like the wrong, the wrong man's, no. which is the wrong man's is just mm-hmm. it, it, it's uh, ridiculous, like a yeah, ridiculous yeah. funny. Whereas this had a bit more of a serious kind of a mm-hmm. oh, kind of a, an air yeah. about it. So, um, yeah. so it, it yeah, I, th- I think that the comedy is more of a deception, really, to draw you in, and yeah. then you're like, oh Jesus, yeah, yeah, that's true, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, yeah, I enjoyed it, yeah, um, and I probably will give the second one a look, all right, because uh, it's got a great hook. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I guess it's a thriller for me. Yeah, good thriller for me too. Yeah, it's on BBC Two at the moment, so check it out. You can get uh, watch it on catch up um, on the BBC player. Um, Speaking next, of the BBC, yeah, have you noticed they put BBC Three onto uh, internet only? No, I haven't. That annoyed the piss out of me because right. I, te- I I tended to watch a lot of BBC Three stuff. Oh yeah, there's lots of good documentaries and and. And uh, Scandic Noir uh-huh. <laughs> kind of series. Why don't you watch it on the internet? I don't like watching it on the internet. It's a shitty small ass screen, and fucking, I don't want to have to plug my laptop into my fucking TV. And... Just get a Chromecast. Fuck that. Then I have to put something into the side of my laptop to broadcast. No, you don't. My you TV. don't. Ah, shut up. Yeah. You your fucking <laughs> you technology. Can, you can broadcast it from your phone, or you can broadcast it from your laptop. To you, what? To the Chromecast. It's it's it uses your Wi-Fi. How is it getting into the TV? You plug it into your USB. So I have to plug something in. Yeah, once. Yeah. (laughs) It's enough to piss me off. Mike, you're just being awkward now. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Okay. Uh, Next up, uh, we watched a movie. Mark, Hail Caesar. Tell us about it. So Hail Caesar is about the movie industry in the 70s, maybe? Ish. No, I'm not. I'm not exactly sure of years. Hmm. Okay, and fifties, um, I think. Fifties, oh, okay, fifties. Yeah, yeah. I took. Look, I took a swing. Right, I okay, took a swing. Okay. Yeah. Mark, Mark studied and, history uh, at the Zoolander College. Yeah. George George Clooney. <laughs> George Clooney is a famous actor in this film, much like he is in real life, and he gets kidnapped by some communist aspirants. I guess you would call them, and. Our hero has to get him back. Mm. Oh, okay. Hail Caesar. So, so who's our hero? So he's a fixer. Yep. Ah, oh. he's the Ray Donovan of Hollywood in the fifties. Okay. Um. So there's a load of people in this that we know. He is the Jack Bauer. If Jack Bauer worked for movie stars to save films instead of the free world. <laughs> okay, well, that's a legitimate pastime, you know. So this stars <laughs> yeah. uh, Channing Tatum, Francis McDormand, George Clooney, Jonah Hill, Josh Brolin, Ray Fiennes, Scarlett Johansson. Tim Josh Brolin, that's the guy. Mm. Josh Brolin is the hero. Mm. Directed by the Coen Brothers. 
which is why I put it on the list. Oh. It's a dramedy mystery musical. Oh. So, Channing Tatum is amazing. Really? He does, he's the musical part. He does a dancing, singing thing. Oh, yeah. And uh, like as soon as it came on, I would wish I was back on stage. Um, he was really good. But he's always barely in it. Hmm. He's in it slightly more than he was in that end of the world thing. Right. Where he was, where he was a gimp. I've, I've heard this about this movie, that a lot of the main big stars aren't in it long enough because there's so many of them. Yeah, there, that is an issue. Yeah. But Josh mm-hmm. Brolin is really good, ah, as is George Clooney. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I think they carry it along. There's some really funny things in it, really funny funny moments. Like, All It right. sounds a little bit capery when you get those big ensemble casts. Oh, do you know what I meant to do? I meant to fucking message you, Mike, and mm-hmm. do an over-under bet on how long it would take Steve to call this a caper. <laughs> <laughs> but I completely forgot. Balls. That would have been a bit of crack. Um, yeah, it's good. Like, um, I enjoyed it. I laughed out loud a few times. I mm-hmm. laughed out loud enough that people in the cinema noticed me. Mm. Um, <laughs> they didn't just notice you because of the big fucking hat you were wearing <laughs> <laughs> or the mascara running down your face like, yeah. um, so I thought that it's very cleverly written like some of the jokes are really funny some of them are quite subtle um, yeah the uh, the look on Hollywood is I think it's quite smart Mm-hmm. Like the Coen brothers obviously have something they want to say here with this movie, right. and I, I thought I thought it was it was excuse me really effective. Um, and Clooney is basically playing his character from Oh Brother Where Art Thou. No, oh. he even uses some of the looks that that character used. Right. right, and it's just it just when he looks, and he's he's brilliant. He's like he's playing a person like himself. And you know, like sometimes when people play themselves so they can really just go to town and I think he, he does in this. So whenever he's being filmed acting, he's just brilliant. And then they have, um, there's a guy, <laughs> there's, there's a cowboy in it trying to do drama acting. And that's, he, he's the source of some of the best jokes in the, in the, in the movie. Like, but I, I think it's really clever. It's like, um, there's enough going on with Josh Brolin, like in real terms, his character, that his character has an arc right. and that it's interesting. And then there's all this other ridiculous stuff happening around it. Okay. But it's just enough that the whole film doesn't lose its way. Oh, okay. I think that they, they walk the balance really, really well. It's a fine balance at times, but I think they do it quite well. And a lot of the time things seem ridiculous. Like when Channing Tatum is introduced, you go, oh my God. What is the point? Like, and then he has relevance, you know, a couple of scenes later. I, I just, th- I just think it's very well written. I think it's at times I thought the whole thing was going to fall apart, but it, it defies the odds and hangs together really well and tells a really interesting story. Huh. So there is a story. It's not just like cheap laughs from start to finish kind of thing. Or... No, no, definitely not. No, it's, it's quite smart. I think. Mm-hmm. Am I the only one that's seen this? Yes. You take a guess. <laughs> in this room yes yeah yeah. so like it's it, they're filming a film like even the premise of the film is ridiculous mm-hmm. so it's a film about the death of Jesus Christ mm-hmm. seen through the eyes of a Roman general right <laughs> right and Jesus is never actually seen on screen right 
it's like you see the back of his head at one stage. Oh, there's this amazing scene where they film George Clooney playing the Roman general, mm. looking at Jesus. And he's getting direction the whole time. And he just keeps going through like different face expressions. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just amazing. Like he's, he's so funny. But um, like there is, it is 100% a caper. It's 100% a caper. Like there is, there's no better way, I think, to pass two hours mm-hmm. than by watching this. You don't need to be in the cinema for it is the only issue. Like, I think this should do really well on DVD. Mm-hmm. Cool. Um, I do like a good farce now and again. Yeah, yeah. farce is a good word, Steve. You know. <laughs> but again, I, and I, I'm a bit, I think maybe farce isn't the right word, actually, because it, it gets very close to farcicality, but it doesn't quite go there. Right. It still stays a little bit serious. Mm-hmm. Like, if you think of the Coen brothers' other stuff where they mess with comedy, Mm-hmm. It's very like that where they walk the line. What was the one where Brad Pitt was playing this sporty, sporty idiot? Oh, oh. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, in the wardrobe. Yeah. Um, um, oh, he was a personal trainer or yeah. some shit like that. And Jennifer yes. Aniston, that as well. Oh, it doesn't matter. Anyway. Yeah, but it's, it's, it's Coen mm-hmm. Brothers style. Mm-hmm. I think this is something that they do well and Hail Caesar is a good example of it. Mm-hmm. It's not out of this world. Mm-hmm. I really enjoyed it. Yeah. Given that I've just come off stage, Jesus Christ Superstar, and I want to make sure I mention that enough times in the podcast, mm-hmm. watching a film about the filming of a Jesus Christ film mm-hmm. was amazingly appropriate for my Sunday evening. Um, and I enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. So for me, it's a seven, a really enjoyable seven. I think you'd be well served waiting till it's on DVD. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of good stuff coming out at the minute. You know, you wouldn't have to waste your uh, cinema trip on this. It wouldn't be a waste, that being mm-hmm. said. Yeah. It's very easy to enjoy. You could watch it with anybody. Mm-hmm. Um, it mentions the Communist Manifesto and Mein Kampf mm-hmm. for intelligent people like Mike that might want to watch it also. Was it um, uh, Was it Burn After Reading? Burn After Reading is the one I was thinking mm-hmm. of. It was, okay. It was. Yeah, cool. It reminded me of that. Yeah. That kind of things are almost too funny or too ridiculous to be taken seriously, but there's still right. a serious story being told underneath. Okay, yeah, yeah. That was happening in this as well. Cool. Can't so wait. Josh mm. Brolin's character is at a crossroads in his life during this film that resolves by the end. And it's um, it's all done while Channing Tatum is doing a dance scene. Right. A brilliant dance scene. Like I, when, when that gets released on YouTube, I'm going to watch that a lot. Like it's just... Because I was looking around. I was, I was sitting on my own. I yeah. went to see it on my own and I was looking around going, fuck, I wish there was somebody beside me so I could go, isn't he amazing? <laughs> <laughs> Because as everyone knows, Channing is an amazing dancer. Mm. And uh, he would have been doing all this stuff himself, but it was like there was tap dancing and it was just, but it was it was just so funny the way they did it. So it could be 2016's best farcical caper? Oh. It could be. It, yeah. It'd be up there for best comedy, you know. Mm. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah I'd, I'd probably right. put it on the list for comedy of the year. But I guess, you know, it's only March, it's the 8th of March when we're yeah. recording. It'll be the 10th when you guys are, or 11th when you guys are listening to this. Yeah. Um, it's early in the year yet, mm. but uh, yeah, it's good. It's a seven for me, Steve. Cool, seven. Yeah, okay, cool. I, I, yeah, I'm looking forward to this now. Um, since I forgot to do the news earlier, I think I'll do it now. So, what's sure the news? <laughs> Shona is going to be so happy that you forgot the news, because <laughs> if even a seasoned producer slash host can do it anybody can <laughs> maybe i'll just edit it in earlier 
<laughs> um, I know, yeah. I leave this bit in as well. Um, okay, so uh, MTV Awards. Mm-hmm. This year, they're coming up in April, I believe, or in the 10th-ish or something. Okay. It's going to be hosted by The Rock and Kevin Hart. Ah. Oh, brilliant. Yeah, which which would make it worth watching in itself. I Just think. for that, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so their nominations, right? See, listen, listen to this, how, how different it is, the Academy, right? Mm-hmm. Um, yes. So their nominations for Movie of the Year, right? Mm. First is Avengers, Age of Ultron. Okay. Oh, these are fan-chosen. Yeah. yeah. Next is Creed. Mm. Deadpool. Mm. Jurassic World, mm. Star Wars, mm-hmm. Straight Outta Compton. Oh. Okay, so we can we there's we can a pattern here. There's a demographic <laughs> here. I'm I'm feeling it already. Yeah, right. Yeah. Um. Then they have the best true story, the best mm-hmm. documentary, mm-hmm. um, the best female performance. Mm-hmm. So we've got Alicia Vikander for Ex Machina, Machina, mm-hmm. uh, Anna Kendrick, Pitch Perfect mm-hmm. Two, Charlize Theron, Mad Max. Daisy Ridley, Star Wars, Jennifer Lawrence, Joy, and Marina Bakarin mm-hmm. uh, for Deadpool, mm. um, which is a uh, good all round up there. There's no Meryl Streep? And there's no, uh, what's her name, for Room? Oh, yeah. Mm. Room Girl. Steve. Room Girl. Steve. Brie Larson. Steve. Yeah. Finally. Yes. <laughs> Finally, we have an award show I can get behind. (laughs) (laughs) So next year around Oscar time, instead of making sure we watch everything on the Oscar list, we should watch everything on the MTV Movie Award list. I think we've pretty much seen everything now that I'm looking down at it. That's Uh, because Mark made us. That's thanks to Mark's diligence, I was just about to say. Mm. So best male performance, Chris Pratt for Jurassic Park, Leonardo DiCaprio for Revenant, Matt Damon, The Martian, uh, Michael B. Jordan for Creed, Ryan Reynolds, Deadpool, Will Smith, Concussion. Will Smith got in there at last. You'd be delighted. I didn't. I thought he was wasn't working anymore. <laughs> <laughs> it was his missus that was given out about the Oscars originally. You see, ah, and yeah. that's why they didn't go because they took their ball and went home. All right, yeah. I thought I thought it was because no one liked it because you know? nobody like gave him any work anymore. <laughs> <laughs> um, there's, a, there's a few cool categories in this. Like they, they've got best uh, or break breakthrough performance, mm-hmm. right? Um, they've got best comedic performance, mm-hmm. best action performance, best cat suit. Not yet. Uh, they've got best hero, mm-hmm. best villain, and best virtual performance. Is which, that cartoons and shit? No, it means they were going to turn up and they didn't. Uh, no, it's uh, <laughs> uh, what do you call it? Uh, things like Amy Fuller for Inside Out, uh, Andy Circus for Star Wars. You know, um, oh, okay. he played Supreme Leader, yeah. uh, Snoke. You know, mm-hmm. Jack Black, Kung Fu Panda Three. Mm-hmm. You know that kind of thing. So, yeah. um, and what else? Uh, best ensemble cast, mm-hmm. ensemble. Uh, best kiss, best mm. fight, best fight. That's a good category. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that's uh, that's got Deadpool, The Revenant, mm. which is Hugh, uh, Leonardo versus the Bear. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Mad Max is in there. Um, Iron Man's in there. Star Wars in there, and Spy is in there. Yeah. Um, uh, oh yeah. So that's that's coming up April tenth. So that. That should be interesting, anyway. Mm. Uh, just well, I'm more interested in the guys hosting it than the awards, yeah. really. But anyway, uh, um, actually, it just reminded me uh, when I went to see Grimsby last week. Mm-hmm. One of the trailers was Captain America beating the snot out of Iron Man. Oh, really? Yeah. Which I thought Mark might be a little bit interested in. Um, oh, so well, that's for Civil War. This is for Civil yeah, War. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, I didn't think Cap had it in him. Hmm. Yeah, I have new right. respect for him. 
Because, like, he's not a machine. Well, it's obvious that someone stole the suit again. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't you know. it's Iron Man who's fighting. They yeah. fight in Civil War. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, the deal is, right, mm-hmm. if you're in your own comic, mm. you win. Okay. Oh, okay. If you're yeah, in yeah. their comic, yeah. you win. So, I guess they translate that to be, if you're in your own movie, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. you're going to win. Yeah. Right. Because okay. round two will come in Iron Man then. Yeah. Then Iron ah, Man would be all bad. Unless he saves the cat and he just lets him away with it and he's a really nice guy. Could happen. Yeah, yeah. 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 And then we'll all like him. Um, <laughs> uh, let me see. Uh, oh, yeah, the other item in news. Channing Tatum and Jonah Hill. Mm-hmm. So they're in... Uh, they get married. 21, 22. Beat me to it, Mike. Beat me <laughs> 21, 22 Jump Street. Mm-hmm. So 23 Jump Street will, in fact, be a crossover film with Men in Black. Yeah. Come on. No. So this was first leaked, you know, as part of Sony's hack in mm. 2014. And uh, so now several industry publications have confirmed that the studio is moving ahead with the project. So Jonah Hill, uh, actually in that hack, mm-hmm. was seen to say something along like, cool, rad, mm-hmm. awesomes, let's do it. You know, so, right. yeah. Oh. So, um, yeah, that would be interesting. It won't star Tommy Lee and Will, though, apparently. But so whoever will need to pay his mortgage. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I think that's well paid at this stage. <laughs> um, so uh, I, I would imagine that they'll do like bring in you know new okay. blood, and then right. they'll go on and make the following movies because obviously that franchise is still alive and well. Okay, yeah. and the other two dudes have moved on to other stuff. Um, oh. Yeah, I, I think that'd be a bit of crack actually. Yeah, wouldn't be funny if it won an Oscar. more likely I think the MTV Awards Um, okay so we move on Um, the second of our TV is Happen Leonard Mike Happen Leonard is uh, two buddies um, in Texas in the 80s and they're they're basically trying to get by hand to mouth on manual labour day day jobs um and they've they've obviously known each other a long time, mm-hmm. and an opportunity comes to them to uh, finally make some money. Um, unfortunately, this opportunity comes via uh, Hap's ex-wife, who has, shall we say, issues. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and uh, oh, were they married? Yeah, they were. Oh, I thought they. I thought they were just like. It was a long-term relationship. To that. I didn't realize they're married. Uh, as far as I, oh, okay. I remember whatever, rightly, whatever. she said, yeah, yeah. She said okay. they were married, and then she left him. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. Uh, uh, I I should mention that the girl that left him is Christina Hendricks. Yes. Yeah, and uh, she's been working out, <laughs> <laughs> doing a lot of benching. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so this stars uh, Michael Kenneth Williams, who we all know and love from The Wire and mm-hmm. uh, Boardwalk Empire, mm-hmm. and James uh, Purefoy, mm-hmm. um, who we know from John Carter, Knight's Tale, mm-hmm. Solomon Kane, etc. Yep. Um, so yeah, what do you we think? know him from that epic TV show, The Following. Yeah, that's yes. yeah, yeah. That's where he's actually famous. <laughs> yeah. I just remember from the other ones. It <laughs> does quite a good uh, American accent, actually. Yeah, not bad. Yeah, I like. I didn't at any stage think, "Oh, you're putting that on," which is not not that easy to do. No, no, um, he was in Rome as well, wasn't he? He was. Yeah, yeah. Was he Pompey in Rome? Yeah. 
can't remember. <laughs> don't, don't bother looking it up. Yeah. <laughs> can't remember. Was he or wasn't he? <laughs> Email to podcast. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, he was, he was Mark Anthony. Ah, okay. uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, so I wasn't sure about this. Mm-hmm. Um, it has very, very cool graphics and stuff at the it start. Um, yeah. it's, it's obviously a lot of time, effort, and very talented artists mm-hmm. brought in f- to, to make this. Yeah. Um, and I was enjoying it. Mm-hmm. was. Okay. I was enjoying it, and I thought the story was kind of cool. There's a pregnant butt in there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the, it was kind of cool, you know, like ex-Rose Gardener um, yeah. turned, uh, I don't know, Thought you couldn't get pregnant that way. <laughs> <laughs> Turned, uh, I don't know, sort of a shaker and mover. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was, I was just let down by the script, I think, by the, by the, the, the writing the, in the dialogue. What do you think? Yeah, the dialogue. I just didn't think it was that strong. Oh. And uh, maybe it's a cultural thing. Right. You know, maybe, maybe it wasn't, mm-hmm. I don't know, written for European audiences or something, but it, it okay. just it kind of slipped. It right. slipped. There's a few times where, it, uh, just there's a few phrases in there. It just thought, ah, oh, god damn it, he never said that. Like, you yeah, know? <laughs> there's no way that that yeah. guy would yeah. never have said that. Uh-huh. Yeah, maybe yeah. if he was eighteen, yeah. you know, and lived in the valley, maybe mm-hmm. then, you know. But yeah. it, no, it just, uh-huh. you know, it didn't convince me. And uh-huh. then I started poking holes in it. Oh, okay, you, you, see, you got you got the arms crossed. Then, yeah, uh, then yeah, then yeah, I was yeah. just <laughs> then I was upset. That's a load of yeah. shit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there's no way. You know, so um, that that was that then, yeah. So um, yeah, I I never recovered from that actually. I have to say, mm-hmm. yeah, oh. yeah. Well, you almost sound you're a little bit traumatized. Yeah, it, it was tough. You know, uh, I worked through it. It was hard on mm-hmm. everyone, but yeah. uh, made it out the other side eventually. Yeah, yeah. But <laughs> and how's the counselling going? No, it's, uh, <laughs> uh, three times weekly. But yeah. anyway, but no, no, it was it was tough. It was yeah. tough. Sometimes um, they bring up things you just don't want to talk about. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> The thing was, uh, you see, I really wanted to like it. Yeah. I really wanted to like uh-huh. it because it just it had the right style. Mm-hmm. The style was great. The cinematography mm-hmm. was great. And mm-hmm. uh, you know, the, I mean, you've you've got three fantastic actors there playing mm-hmm. the lead, ro- lead roles. Yeah. And initially, I didn't recognize what the issue was, and I was mm-hmm. going, "What's you know what's wrong with this?" Because it's mm-hmm. the story's good. Yeah. And then he said something. One of the characters said yeah. something. I was just like, "Ah, there it is. Yeah, yeah that's the problem." Oh. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I I I don't know, Steve. <coughs> I just don't know. Okay. Cause Tell me why, Mike. The cinematography was great. <laughs> the acting was great. I actually thought the writing was quite good. Mm. Uh particularly the relationship between the, the two boys. Yes. Uh, yes. You know, the it's something especially on TV you don't see done well that often is just lads taking the piss out of each other. Yes, that's true. Um, yeah, I did enjoy those moments. Yep. Yeah, yeah and, and I, I thought they caught that quite well. I liked his banter with the ex mm. as well with Christine. And, you know, yeah, 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 that, yeah, that was fine too. <laughs> what, what about the flashbacks? Flashbacks? I know you're not a fan of them. Generally not. Yeah. Um, I didn't think they were overdone. Yeah. Um, I, I did there, love... there was a few of them though. There was a few of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but like particularly the opening. I thought that worked really well. Oh, that was great. That got that was me. Great. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, what was the tune? I can't remember. Yeah. I can't remember. That should be in a Coen Brothers movie, though. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But like straight away, it was like, "What's going on?" Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. I love yeah. that song. Yeah. Oh, this place is cool. Look at those old cars. Mm. Oh, he's been shot. Mm. Shit. <laughs> mm. And I, I thought that was a great way mm. to open the show. It was, um, yeah. 
and uh, I was nearly disappointed that they, you know, they didn't continue on from there. Strange choice of era, nineteen eighty-eight. Yeah, why that? I don't know. Hmm. Was it nearly thirty years ago now? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So it starts yeah. off like really old ago, and now it's just old ago. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but not old enough, really, is it? To, yeah. It's not a golden era, like no, 1988. No, you know, no, the eighties were was an ugly time. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, thank God I burned all the pictures of me in the eighties. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, did you, or do you think you'll watch more of this? That's the that's. Did yes. you enjoy it enough that you'll watch more of this? Yes, I certainly will. Yeah, yeah. I I totally bought into the whole worldview. It was like a, an older version of um, uh, Justified. I was going to say, yeah, yeah is is that what? Yeah, 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 that's why I thought you might like it. Yeah, it's that yeah, honky tonk yeah. fucking. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. They like the honky tonky trailery driving a pickup. Oh, trailer trash uh, all the way. Yeah, yeah, yeah cowboy yeah. boots on for two yeah, years. Yeah yeah, 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 fucking rifle yeah. in the in the gun rack. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the back of the van. Yeah, yeah. lady, I'd like a room. Yeah. Can you bring up some hot water for the bath? You know, <laughs> <laughs> help you off with these boots here, will you? Yeah. Yeah. Hard dick ain't got no conscience. <laughs> oh God, That's, he said that, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. That's so funny. Been on the trail for two yeah. weeks now. Yeah. Um. Yeah, so you'll watch more. So that's, uh, I guess that's a trailer for me. I then. think yeah. it is. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's it, it's. Uh, oh. I, I'm not feeling the love from you, no, Steve. No, I think I think yeah. I'm going to have to give it filler. Uh, you mm-hmm. know. Yeah. Don't end, don't be sad what? about it, Steve. No, listen. Respect your own opinion. No, no. I'm, I'm just I'm just <laughs> disappointed, Mike. I'm just disappointed. Yeah. It's, it's not sad. Um, <laughs> that's what my dad kept on saying. To me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not I'm not mad at you. I'm just disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> which is worse. Yeah. Um, no, no, but I'd uh, be interested to hear what you say about uh, you know f- future episodes. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Because I, I, I might dive back. back in again if you say it picks up or mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, yeah. 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 Cool. Um, but you know, if it picks up, in my opinion, it'll get even more honky. <laughs> right. <laughs> Probably. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. Next up, we will look at some previews and come to a bicycle near you. First one is um, Ghostbusters. Like, you haven't seen Ghostbusters before, mm. but you kind of have. Yeah. Yeah, so this is um, Ghostbusters with girls, really. Yeah. Isn't it? I, have a, I need a clarification, though. It's probably the wrong week to bring it up. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If two women have a conversation about a ghost that it was a man, <laughs> does that pass or fail the Bechtel test? Uh, that's funny. Uh, so this is that yeah. uh, IMDb tells us 30 years after Ghostbusters took the world by storm the beloved franchise makes his long awaited return so director Paul Feig brings his fresh take to the supernatural comedy joined by some of the funniest actors working today um, they would be mm-hmm. Christian Wig, Kate McKinnon Melissa McCarthy uh, who else is in this uh, Sigourney Weaver Elizabeth Perkins oh Chris Hemsworth in it Bill Murray's in it as well mm-hmm. Um Remember uh, Happen Leonard? Yeah. Yeah, well, Michael Kenneth Williams is also in this. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Leslie Jones. Uh, Dan Aykroyd makes an appearance. Um, yeah, that goes on. Um, 
essentially those <laughs> those are Ghostbusters that are still alive. Yeah, uh, actually, <laughs> turn up for cameos. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Ernie Hudson's also in it, actually, yeah, and Andy Garcia. So, yeah, it's it's a strong cast, has to be said. Um, I'm not convinced by the trailer. Mm, it looks like shite. <laughs> Put it bluntly, yeah, yeah. It does. Yeah. But it does a I, bit, doesn't I, it? I'll put my cards on the table. I didn't really like the original. Oh, really? So okay. I, I'm not one of the... That won't help. Yeah. Uh, I'm not one of the clamoring audiences okay. is dying to you're, see you're this. You're not a fanboy, so yeah. No, yeah. no. So it would have to be a good movie in its own right to convince me. Mm. And I'm, right, I'm not right. seeing too much of that there. I was looking forward to it, but the trailer hasn't convinced me. I'll wait for the next trailer yeah. before I make up my mind, but um, I, I probably will see it Um just to work through the whole sentimentality of it and mm-hmm. put it to bed. <laughs> About five years ago, yeah. they finally released a PS3 game entitled Ghostbusters. Yeah. Written um, in conjunction with Dan Aykroyd, I believe. Okay. Based on the Ghostbusters franchise and to be considered canon, right? So it was as Ghostbusters as you could get. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I, unlike Mike, really liked the Ghostbusters both of them. Yeah. And I watched the Ghostbusters cartoon when it came on. Right. Um, like, Mike, you were probably in your early 60s by the time the cartoon hit our screens. Yeah, I, I was so, a bit old for it at that stage. So you, you, know, you would have missed that, but <laughs> I was still a sprightly whippersnapper. <laughs> so I, uh, Ghostbusters was a big part of my growing up. So then I bought the game and realized I'd made a terrible mistake. Mm-hmm. All right. And I don't know if it's just that that concept doesn't translate well to a game or if I've changed Mm-hmm. But somebody has changed along mm-hmm. the way. And not in a rocky Ivan Drago way where we can unite nations mm-hmm. in a way that makes it impossible to be friends. Mm-hmm. So watching this trailer, which was far too long and gave away far too much anyway, mm-hmm. I don't ever want to watch this. I think we should just leave the Ghostbusters films as they were. They were good for what they were at the time. Mm-hmm. Unlike Titanic, going back and watching them, All right might just ruin a memory from our childhood. Oh. Ah. That's what I think. That's not a good sign, man. If the fanboys don't want it. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm sure as fuck not going to watch it if Mark isn't. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, of literally no interest. Yeah. It's a pity, isn't it? A disappointed again. God, it's been a disappointing week. <laughs> <laughs> um, shall we move on? Okay. Yeah. Next one we saw was Nina, which uh, stars uh, Zoe Saldana and this guy. I can never pronounce his surname. I need where's Sean? All away. Do you know how to say it? David? All away. Um, this is the story of the late jazz musician and classical pianist Nina Simone, um, and it talks about her relationship with her manager and her rise to fame and uh, all the alcohol she drank, I guess, as well. Yeah. This looks interesting. Strangely enough, I agree with you. Yes. Um, when I when I first looked at it, I thought, ah, Jesus. Yeah, me too. Uh, yeah. Uh, Nina fucking Simone, Jesus. <laughs> well, I like Nina Simone. <laughs> <laughs> but but I, I didn't really particularly uh, think that I wanted to see the backstory. Well, Because I like her music, you know. Uh, like, wh- what was that TV show with Mick Jagger last week we'd looked at the week before? Oh, uh, Vinyl. Vinyl. Yeah. I thought immediately it's going to be one of these things where you have to be into the music to really get the show. Right. Um, but I'm, you know, not being a Nina Simone fan, 
obviously yeah. I'd say, Ugh, why would I watch this? Yeah. But then they just give you a little bit of the story, which I didn't know, in the trailer. And I thought, oh, okay. Yeah. That might be something bit worth watching there. Yeah. And it doesn't seem to be like every scene is just leading up to an excuse to have a song. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, so, yeah. I give this the benefit of the doubt. Huh. Yeah. I think I'm with you. Yeah. I'd like to see this now. Um, and there's a few tunes they, you know, when they, they played a tune that sort of picked up the pace because mm-hmm. they started the trailer with like a, you know, a slowish song. Yep. And then it came in with the piano. Uh, uh, God, I can't remember the name of the tune, but it's, it's a classic tune. It's, it's one of my favorites by her. Mm. Um, Chopsticks. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, it's, it's great. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to this. Mark, will you watch this? Um, it's not my kind of film. Mm-hmm. I saw a couple of glimpses of some really sincere performances from both of them, though. Mm-hmm. I think it might be quite affecting if I did watch it. So, I, like, it's as these kind of dramas go, these biopic dramas. I, I would have a, a little bit of interest just because I think there might be some really strong acting coming from it. Yeah. Ordinarily, though, no, this is not my kind of stuff. But, like, if it came across that she had suffered like Jesus, maybe you would. Oh, Jesus. Okay, we're moving on. <laughs> <laughs> right. Get her to put on a Technicolor dream coat. Yeah. You know? um, okay, next one we looked at was uh, They're Watching. So, an American mo- woman moves to Moldova. She looks at a house in Moldova that's in an absolute state yeah. and decides to buy it. It's perfect, mm-hmm. she says. Was it five years later? Yeah, five years later, like yeah. Uh, a home improvement show, uh, an American TV crew uh, from a home improvement show go to visit her to see mm-hmm. what it looks like. But um, they kind of uh, get trapped mm-hmm. um, in Moldova uh, by a crowd of villagers uh, out for revenge, horror, and blood. Um, and... Uh, yeah, so that's where it starts. Yeah, <laughs> um, it it looks. I guess there'll be some chopping and hacking. Yeah, well, yeah, it's implied, all right. Yeah, um, this stars uh, Bridget Branagh, actually. Um, but it looks quite funny. I th- I thought this would be right up your street, Mike. It's it's kind of a an angle on the whole teens stuck in a log cabin in the woods mm-hmm. yeah. type uh, story, isn't it? Yeah, 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 and. <laughs> It's not going to do much for the Moldovan tourist board, is it? No, no, no. There's, <laughs> there's a bit of ignorance there, all right, isn't it? It's a, it's a little bit. Uh, was it? Is it Doonesbury? Or who's the guy who always goes to Moldova? What's his name? Cartoon character, the office guy. Spider Man. No, you know the 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 guy office with he's a cover. Dilbert. Dilbert. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The Moldovan guys who are always up to their knees in mud. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I I think it's a bit of. It's like any of the. What was the name of that that movie where there was a, a giant bird set in Ireland, the Rock? Oh uh, yeah, thing. yeah, yeah. It's that kind of thing where they had the whole diddly oh yeah, do you yeah, want some yeah. potatoes kind of thing? You know, they played a stereotype <laughs> yeah. on the country that they're in. You know, but uh, yeah, it looks funny despite that. Wyvern, that was called. Wyvern was it? Yeah, yeah. Go watch it. Yeah, it's great. Yeah. It's classic. <laughs> um. So yeah. So you enthusiastic? I'm cautiously optimistic about this. Yeah. Yeah. It. I mean, I don't like mixing too much comedy into my horror. 
Right. You no, know, I like it to be one or the other. Just just straight up one yeah, or the other. Yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Just vodka, thanks. Don't mix it. No mixer. Yeah. No, I'll, I'll have a, an orange on the yeah, side. Thanks. There's enough water in it already. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we'll see. Mark. Well, one of the interesting things I noticed in the credits is that the writing is um, the, one of the writers has a writing credit for Black Ops 2. Ah. Oh. That's right, yeah. Which everybody knows is the best campaign of the Call of Duty franchise. Mm. But it's also from the writers of SpongeBob SquarePants. Which is a, <laughs> which, is a which is a solid show in its own <laughs> right. One of Mike's top ten. Yeah. Right there. For, di- for different reasons. They cover no, the a lot Black of Ops issues. Two, <laughs> so the Black Ops 2 campaign was when they actually tried to take that shit seriously. Yeah. It featured branching story for the first time that was actually meaningful. Yeah. There was multiple endings. And the actual story, it was really good. They had Sam Worthington was the main character playing Mason. Mm-hmm. And it was a kind of a Cold War era. <clears throat> oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, espionage type thing. It was like, it was something that's very like, oh, this guy had, had stuff implanted in his head. Tell me about the numbers, Mason. Mm. It's all about the numbers. Wow. And then you go, I'm trying to remember, I'm trying to remember. And then your next level would start mm. and you'd be somewhere. That was a good campaign. It was a great campaign. Mm. It's, it's the only one I would even think about playing again. Mm-hmm. You know, um, so I've been, I've been starting to touch on the Black Ops 3 campaign and I just keep going, well, like, I don't know why the fuck I'm doing this to myself. Like. <laughs> and then I just quit and I go back online and murder mm. some fools. But um, there's new tactics appearing this week as well, Steve. Oh, no way. to hear. Oh, yeah. Yeah, but it, I'm not, I, I'll not get into it. Let's talk later, so, actually. I, I have some stuff to ask you about uh, in relation to Black Ops, actually. Yeah, uh, well, so. they're watching anyway. I think might go too far and be too silly. Mm. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Like, I think they have the right elements there to make a decent film. It's actually, we talked about Grabbers at the start of the show. It's yeah. not too far away from that, I would actually, say. Actually, yeah. yeah. There you go. Very yeah. similar yeah. Kind of thing, Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so we'll mark but, it out of two then. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. But I'm just worried it'd, it'd be too silly, you know. Yeah, like there's something that has a really, really long tongue in it. Mm. Right. It's, it's probably a tentacle, but mm. you'd wonder where that comes from. <laughs> Some very talented Moldovians or something. Maybe, you know? <laughs> okay. Uh, so yeah, so that's all we had for this week. So, what are we going to ask me about Black Ops? Now the fans oh, are on the edge of their seats. Oh, right. Okay. Well, I'm not sure if it's Black Ops, but it was one of the series. And there was a, a deathmatch game, right? Was, there was a map. And I'm trying to remember which uh, version it was. But at, at part of the map, there's like a platform and there's a helicopter thing. There's a, a, like a base up top, but you could run off the edge of the base. And then there's a cliff and you'd skydive down into another one. But it, but it was like at the start, everyone would run for the edge and just jump off the edge. And so you're, you're skydiving down with like about uh, 10 people or whatever mm-hmm. on your side. But the, the guys down the base below had a couple of helicopters so they could come back up to the, to the top of you. Oh, so that wasn't Call of Duty. Oh, was that Modern mm-hmm. Warfare? It sounds a lot no, like Halo. It was, it was, no, it it was no, it was probably Battlefield. Oh, was it? It was one of those, uh, yeah. uh, definitely, there's, yeah, there's yeah, no yeah. vehicle combat or in... Um, yeah, yeah, it was probably Battlefield now that you mentioned it, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. And I, I don't know the multiplayer maps for Call of Duty 4. Right. So yeah. unless it's one of those... No, uh, I don't think it's that far up, no. 
corrections to podcast <laughs> um yeah that solved it for me thanks yeah so we got an email in this week oh yeah for anyone wants to send us in ask us a question talk to us give us your opinions you can email podcast at is this question is for mike mike you seem the best prepared for post-apocalypses <laughs> go on Apocalypse. What is your preferred weapon of choice for fast-moving zombie infestations? <laughs> did, did they mention a range? I'm just giving it. I'm giving you the question. This is from Jared in Cornwall. All right. Yeah, I, I spent a lot of time thinking about this. You know, you want you want stopping power, <laughs> but you also want repeatability, <laughs> and you also have to take into account a closed space. Mm-hmm. You know, it's grand if you're in an open field and you can just pop them off with a 2-2 <laughs> from 500 yards or whatever. But, like, if you're doing room to room, I, you know, I'd like to have a pistol, but that shit's going to run out of ammo very quickly. So I'd be I'd be thinking maybe along the lines of a Roman Gladius as my personal weapon. Interesting. Yeah. Cause Is it, it like a short sword? Yeah, it's got the weight to cave through a, cave through mm-hmm. a skull. It's also got mm-hmm. a point just in case you need to go up underneath the jaw. And it's it's a, it's a solid weapon. Like the Romans didn't get that big for no reason. So th- that's not going <laughs> to break down on that, you, you know. Yeah. Um, but for sure, I'd like a, a Glock or an MP5 just like for the crack. <laughs> 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 Our next email is from Mick in County Cork. Mick wants to know our opinions on Back to the Future. He said, Bicycasters. You've talked a lot about your childhood being raped over the years, but I've never heard your views <laughs> on Michael J. Fox time traveling classic Back to the Future. Hmm. Thriller or filler? Now yeah. you have to forgive him. Mm-hmm. He says yeah. thriller or filler about a film rather yeah. than TV, but I think we can. It's old enough that he's probably right to t- look at it that way. Wow. Yeah. Well, it's a classic. Yeah. I think it, I think it's liked by everyone. Mm-hmm. I, I think it's a. I don't know of anyone who didn't like it. No. It it yeah it's a bit like uh, it at the time it was amazing well yeah. but I don't know if that was just my uh-huh. my age or yeah. there wasn't a movie like it before it like no. that that was so uh, had so much money spent on it you know mm-hmm. to make it look so good yeah because it was, it was all we talked about for months uh-huh. you know the the the, the various gadgets and yeah. stuff of the future it's a, your visualization yeah. that was amazing well here I'll just throw it out to you yeah, like, yeah. it's it's like what it must be thirty years ago is it yeah. We have our St. Patrick's Day parade uh, every year down down in the village. We're we're fortunate enough to have one, and they often have classic cars as part of the parade. Yeah, and every so often, the highlight, the highlight, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. is the DeLorean, the, yeah, DeLorean, yeah, yeah, and yeah. it it comes to the village, and even today, even kids who've never fucking seen Back to the Future yeah, look yeah. at it like. What oh, the hell is that? Yeah. That's so fucking cool. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's so funny. Every time I see one, I, I, I do tend to see, well, I, I obviously mix in the circles that would be mm. yeah. <laughs> in, into their cars, but um, it's, it's funny. Anytime I see them on the road, it's just, oh my God. And it yeah. stands out so much. Yeah. You know, it's, uh, yeah. Yeah. So that and um, uh, the the doc, of mm-hmm. course, yeah. is still brilliant. Yeah. Um, he was anytime I saw him in anything afterwards, he was always the doc, yeah. But uh, uh, he always had that 
I always enjoyed no, no matter what he was doing. I always enjoyed yeah, yeah. watching him because he still yeah. had that thing in your head. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that he's the dog. Yeah. You know. <laughs> um, yeah, and the, I mean, there's still great scenes that I think would stand up today, like yeah. that that epic moment when Michael J. Fox has to make the choice whether to hit back or not. Yeah. You know, yeah, yeah, you yeah. still remember that. that yeah, yeah, How many yeah. movies from 30 years ago do yeah. you remember a scene out of, yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. apart from Predator? Oh, well, well, there's that. <laughs> and what I, I mean, there's so much in it. I mean, the, you know, the, who's it? Lexus recently made the hoverboard thing. Um, yeah. 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 Um, still trying to catch up with it. <laughs> yeah. um, you know, we had the date last mm. October. Yeah. Yeah. 2015 or whatever it was 22nd right. of October that was a big deal it was yeah yeah, it was yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah I mean marking it now back then obviously it was it was a nine yeah but when you look at it back at it now that the influence that it's had on pop culture and mm-hmm. you know even was it Nike brought out the, the, the runners yeah. and all that it That's has right. to be a 10 it has to be oh. 10 with the influence that it's had in pop yeah. culture since yeah, yeah. maybe yeah. Need, maybe even an 11 to 1 yeah <laughs> <laughs> What about yeah, yourself, no, I'm a huge fan of Back to the Future yeah. as well. Are you? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Like, yeah. I loved it. I mm. still wear body warmers. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, there's no name on this next one. This is to you, Steve. Mm-hmm. Steve, you're on death row. What's your last mail? Meal. Sorry. <laughs> What's your last meal? <laughs> His last mail is Leonardo DiCaprio. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say my cellmate, but... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> or maybe Channing Tatum if they can't get Lena. Yeah. <laughs> last meal. Oh, my last dish. God. I wonder anything. if this, now, this email was inspired by me griefing you for liking healthy stuff. Yeah. Th- see, this is the thing. I, I, maybe this is a test mm. because you're going to die right after you eat this. I know. Yeah. Um, immediately it came into my head was... Uh, you know the uh, quinoa thing. You can't mean, be eating no quinoa. On yeah, last listen, day. No, listen, listen, listen. Let me finish. You're blowing everyone's ears out of it. By the way, when you're shouting. You're <laughs> um, uh, yeah, it was, it was the quinoa and salmon thing came into my head mm. first, but then you say it's going to be my last meal. So mm. yeah. yeah, so it could be anything. Yeah. <sighs> the question is, do you want to go to the uh, the chair? Hmm. Potentially in gastric distress. Mm. Uh, yeah, for sure. Um, because I'm not cleaning it up. So <laughs> um, uh, I'd say it's uh, some sort You're of. Right, you want to produce the most damage <laughs> possible. <laughs> this will teach them to murder me. <laughs> well, then it would be a broccoli, celery, and cauliflower shake. No, <laughs> no I, I think I'd go with the, the classic uh, fillet steak. Yeah, mm-hmm. for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Pepper you'd, sauce. You'd, you'd skip the pepperoni pizza? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Fillet oh. steak or pepperoni? There's no oh. contest. Yeah. Uh, what about chili chicken wings? Still no. Not even with suicide sauce. Chili cheeseburger? No. No, no I still think it's steak, dude. Oh. Maybe. Actually. Mm. Could you? Can you put a fillet mm. steak into a Thai green curry? Yeah. <laughs> and, <laughs> There's something yeah. I've just invented. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Heard it here first, folks. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and are you going to give up the chocolate fudge cake? <laughs> No, I, 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 ne- I never, I never, I never go for sweet. No, no, it just doesn't. Yeah. It, no, I yeah. just don't like it. Well, it like, wait, wait, if it's your last meal, you could maybe have the fudge cake as a, a starter as a dessert. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you, you'd be having fudge push cake out anyway. That walk, yeah. <laughs> push out walking that mile. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. Well, thanks to everybody that wrote in. You can get your emails to podcast at isitabicycle dot com. So that's it from this week. So, from a depleted uh, bicycle team, mm-hmm. uh, 
Uh, focused, Steve. Focus, sorry, focused. Mm-hmm. Well, the cream always rises to the top. <laughs> From Mark, Mike, and Steve. Stay classy. <laughs>